All right, all right, all right. Another episode of Chainlink Sports today. A special episode of Chainlink Sports today. I got CJ Beattie, the baseball and softball motivator, formal, uh, excuse me, former draft pick of the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, played in the minors from about 2009, 2015. Um, and now he also has a, he's doing a lot of things, but he also has a podcast called The Loop Zone, which is the number one podcast for travel ball parents and youth coaches. What's up, CJ? And what's going down, man? How you doing? Good, man. Thanks for coming on. So, so listen, I want to know. So, a lot of players struggle with life after sports because, you know, I know this, you know this, like sports takes up so much time, even just going into college. You know, you got to put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, regardless of what sport you play. And, and then once it's over, you know, that's a huge void in your life that's almost just missing. So you kind of chose the path of motivational speaking. Why did you go down that path? I mean, I went down that path because I felt like at that time, um, back in 2013, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do after baseball, um, you know, kind of the door starts closing for you um, in, in professional baseball to the point where you're like, look, I'm about 27, 28. I'm not at the big leagues yet. I can't continue to just survive off the minor league income, uh, the independent baseball salary. Um, you know, I want to be able to to move on and, you know, get a house, get, you know, just all the th- next levels of life. Absolutely. I just couldn't do that on a base minor league salary. So I had to start that process of trying to figure out exactly, you know, what was the next step? Like, did I want to go back to school to get a, get a degree? Um, did I want this? Did I want that? And, you know, I chose motivational speaking because I was already doing it in the off season for free, uh, just doing it for the community. Why? Because my idols, Derek Jeter, uh, King Griffey Jr., you know, as I was growing up as a young kid, I was seeing them in magazines doing the same thing, you know, right. going to schools, speaking in the gymnasiums having it packed out and things like that and giving back to the community that way. But I said, I wanted to, I wanted to be just like them. But one day my mother in 2013, I was playing baseball in Australia and I brought up the tough question. I said, mom, what, what, what am I going to do after baseball? And um, she was just like, well, what are you good at? And I felt like that was, I mean, respectfully, I said, mom, I think that's one of the dumbest questions ever. Um, <laughs> Because baseball is all baseball is all I know, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, but then I started to really dive deep and I of course I, I said, Well, I'm good and I have a musical ear, but I don't want to be a musician. Um I speak. But I mean, surely I can't make a living doing that. My I mean I speak at schools and things like that. And then that's when she stopped me and she was just like, Well, CJ, you might want to look into that because we do pay this guy to come in and speak to us once a year, uh, two days during the week, and we pay him a good amount of money. She gave me that number. I was like, whoa, what? You? He gets paid to motivate you guys for two days, two periods, and and that's how much I pay him? Right. I said, oh, shoot. <laughs> I think this, is ne- this needs to be the career for me because of the fact that, excuse me, if people are going to pay for me to do what I thought was what people just did because they're nice and they just want to help. 
if yeah. there are people getting paid to do that, then I, I definitely want to be in that industry. Because so, I love so like you didn't even know that like that was like a paid um, opportunity while you were doing it. Yeah, yeah. Re- I mean, really, really, uh, because I grew up seeing other professional athletes do it, and they were voicing how they wanted to give back to the community. Right. You know, so I, I didn't start speaking in schools because I wanted, you know, my intentions were to get paid eventually for it. No, I spoke in schools because I thought that that's what professional athletes um, needed to do to right. give back to their own communities. Uh, so when my mother told me that, it was kind of like a light bulb came on. I'm like, oh, shoot, that's exactly where I want to be. That's right. the, I mean, it comes natural for me. Um, I didn't have to, uh, like, wheel myself into that industry to say, like, okay, come on, you can do this. No, it was just like, dude, I'm already doing it. Yeah. I'm already doing it, so let's just t- let's form a business. Let's do this for real. So in 2013, that's when I launched Motivational Nuggets, my motivational speaking company. Okay. And we've been going strong for seven years. You know, awesome. we've been going strong for seven years, and I've been speaking uh, professionally uh, for five, and I've been full time speaking for myself as the baseball and softball motivator and corporate speaking for the last two years. So it's it's been great. That's amazing, dude. And listen, leave it to the moms to just give us perfect advice, right, man? That's. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, dude. The, the thing about it is, I stopped. I stopped fighting with my mother. You know, you know, when you got when you get older and you think that you know it all, you start saying stuff like, "Ma, I got it. I got it. I don't need it. I got it. I got yeah. it." And uh, let's just say I didn't have it. And every <laughs> time that I messed up, I always look back at her. She's like, "See, you should have listened." So absolutely, I got tired of saying, "See," I got tired of hearing, "See, you should have listened." I just, <laughs> you know what, Ma? Uh, can you come work with me? You know, so so now right. she's like the VP of my company. So that's amazing, man. Yeah. So transitioning from playing to speaking, what what during your playing days um, have helped you during your new career as a motivational speaker? Adversity, you know, just just playing the toughest sport on the face of the planet. You know, yeah, just yeah. playing baseball. Yep. Um. Really, it really encouraged me to continue the grind. Uh, baseball teaches you grind. If you stay in it long enough, it's going to teach you to grind. I don't care at what, I don't care at any level. If you want to be good at it, it's going to start that process of teaching you the grind. Yep. And shoot, I stayed in it forever. You know, I stayed in it since the age of five, all the way up until 2015, you know? So at the end of the day, I knew nothing but the grind. I knew nothing but if you want more, you need to do more. So when you've done that for so many years, um, grinding, grinding, grinding. You will never be able to shut that grind off. Baseball will give you a button that can never be turned off. Um, and and I'm thankful for it because now, no matter what I do, um, literally, no matter what I do, if I want to be better with it, I know what it takes, and it takes grind. It takes committedness. It takes it takes. Uh, you know, when everybody else says I'm tired, it takes you to stay back and work more. It takes you to show up early. It takes you to leave late. It takes you to do some research. It takes you to ask more questions. I've applied that to everything that I do now outside of baseball and and it works, you know, so that's, that's one of the things that I'm thankful for baseball for because it's created this personality inside of me and this grinder. Right. Absolutely. So now that you're speaking um, with I guess all age groups, you know, cause you kind of said you do corporate events too, but mm-hmm. since you are, you know, the baseball and softball motivator, when you do speak to these young players, um, let's just say on like the high school and college levels, 
what is the one or maybe two or three biggest pieces of advice that you find young baseball and softball players need to hear or is like most crucial for their development during their high school and college years? Uh, I would say, I would say be a student of the game. You know, when I grew up, I didn't understand what that meant. I thought that it was all about throwing fast, running fast, hitting the ball hard, um, you know, and things like that. Uh, right. The physical. I didn't understand about the mental. You know, I really didn't. I knew that you had to prepare, but I didn't understand that side of it. If you told me back then to explain mental toughness, I would have been like, shoot, go out there and beat the other team. You know, but I could never explain it. I could never go into detail about it. Um, and I feel like if I could do it all over again, starting at the high school level, shoot, even in middle school, because I, I start to train mental toughness as the baseball softball motivator as early as they can listen. Right. You know, to, to be able to not worry about failure, run towards failure, because when failure is left, has left, wisdom and experience is, is, is gained. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So yep. I didn't understand that part of it. Um, so my biggest thing that I could, you know, if you're listening to this right now, is to go grab a baseball book, go grab a softball book, you know, grab a pen and paper and go talk to your high school coach, get them on a phone interview and pick their brains, you know, um, get on Zoom calls with them, pick their brains, you know, take your, get a notebook, get a notebook, establish it to be like a journal. And whenever you hear something that is like, oh, that's dope, that light bulb goes off, right. write it down. You know, these are things that I wasn't doing that I did late in my career. I didn't start doing these type of steps until I was um, 23 years old. You know, and really when I was 23 years old is when I had uh, one of the best statistical years of my career. Um, and, and I said then, like, baseball is hard, but it's very simple when you increase your mental toughness. And that's what increased my batting average. That's what increased my numbers. That's what brought my errors down. Um, so then at that point, I was just like, yo, if I could go back. And Game changes. Oh, my gosh. I would be like, this is what. So that's a great question, man. Definitely become a student of the game, you know, and, and dive deep inside of mental toughness. Gotcha. And real quick, just, just um, the first episode I did for – my podcast was two coaches I know and they focus on the mental side of the game and it was, you know, very interesting and useful to like, to listen. I mean, I've heard it, you know, a thousand times cause you know, they coach me, but I wanted to have them on because like, I totally agree with you. Like it is a complete game changer once you start mastering um, the mental side of the game. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is. I mean, it's almost, it's a big, big aha moment. Yeah, like it's a huge aha moment. You're like, oh shoot, this is dope. And then, I mean, and for the people, and if there's a parent watching or something like that, I encourage you to start the conversations of mental toughness with your kids because it's really going to help them, you know, on the field and off the field. Yeah, establishing mental toughness. So start start those conversations. Ask them what they're thinking, what their approaches are. Um, how they need to prepare and what what are they preparing for this upcoming game, you know things like that. Just start that process, start that brain, um, and it'll it'll definitely take, help take care of them on and off the field. Right. So that that's actually kind of a good segue to the next question into your podcast because what I want to know is what is the purpose of your podcast? Because 
I know it's around travel ball, but is it about the recruiting process or more about the parents kind of letting the kids eat off on their own? So like, what's kind of the purpose and like your, uh, your, um, kind of like the mission you want for your, your podcast? Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing for my podcast, um, one day I was just like, I want to create a podcast, but I always want to create something where nobody is, you know, to try to bridge the gap between person and person. And I was just like, well, you know what? Travel ball parents need a podcast. Youth coaches need a podcast that's going to tell the, the, the truths to what's really going on out here. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not saying that I know it all, but I have a good sense being a former travel ball player growing up, knowing yeah. what my parents went through, um, all the way up to uh, high school where I had to transfer, you know, for the betterment of uh, my future career in baseball, um, receiving, starting that recruiting process in high school, receiving over 65 letters to go to any school in the country pretty much and having to choose from that. Um, and then to go into college, to getting drafted and being in front of scouts and wanting to appease scouts, to going to pro ball, to then getting released, to then grinding through independent ball. So I said, you know what? I, I feel like I'm qualified. Um, I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> to be able to speak right. um, to the base, to the young travel ball community and to youth coaches out here to say what we, as a professional scout and former pro, what we want to see in the players. Yeah. So uh, I just felt like the Loop Zone podcast um, is the place to be. It's where it's where you need to be. Right now we have, I think, the first go-round, we have uh, maybe eight. I think we have eight episodes out right now, and they're just, you know, surf uh, hovering around. Um, but then when we ramp it back up again, we're going to have more – uh, you know, different talks and things out there. So, so it's, it's, it's good, man. Awesome. So last question I have for you, and you kind of touched on this already, but I want to know if you could jump in to a time machine and you can go back in time and you can give yourself some advice, a younger version of yourself, whether, you know, it's high school, college or pro. And, you know, before you kind of said, you know, I wish when I was younger, I had the mental side of the game down. So is it, is it that maybe something else that you would uh, tell yourself? So what do you got? Yeah, I would, I would go back. Uh, it would still be on the mental, but I would go back and read more books. Okay. I mean, I, I would read more books because I know how important that it is right now in my life. Um, Knowledge is literally power. It was so lame back in elementary school to me when I used to see all those caterpillars and stuff on the library wall, put posters to my knowledge is power. I'm like, yeah, right. I'd rather play video games. You know what I'm saying? I'm not reading no book. I'll play video games. But then as I got older, you know, and I started to read more, that's when I started to see things around me change for the better. That's when I saw uh, you know, my bank account go up. That's when I started to see my batting average go up. That's when I started to see uh, me talk differently. You know, that's when I started to see, you know, uh, the way I walk, the posture and everything. Reading is so powerful. It allows you, it opens up so many doors for you to be in different types of conversations when you're more knowledgeable up here. Um, and it's it's just and. And then here's another thing that I encourage to all young athletes, 
not that it's just gaining more information, but reading is the gem for the mind. You know, we physically, like if you want to warp your body into something like a monster, you want to get bigger, stronger, faster, you want to go to Planet Fitness, you want to go to like Anytime Fitness, if you want to go to the gymnasium and lift up all the things because you want to sculpt your body into something absolutely amazing, right? The gymnasium for the mind is books. Right. You know, the more you read, the stronger your mind gets. Yeah. You know, somebody can tell me as an entrepreneur, like, um, they'll, they'll share with me an idea, but my mind is on another level. So whenever they share with me an idea, I'm like, okay, I'm breaking it down as they're talking to me. Yeah. That ability to break something down and still listen and still put pieces together is something that happens as, a, as your body unlocks that power from books and reading the right types of books, like self-help books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, baseball books, you know, whatever it is that you're in. Like if you're an engineer, you know, engineering books, just reading, 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 whatever your craft is and whatever it is that you want to be better at, whether it's leadership, whether it's coaching, communication, uh, money, investments, just whatever it is that you want to be better at, read about it. And you'll start to talk about it better and you'll start to just be like, yo, I feel so much smarter right now. And that's going to help you out in life. So if I can go back, dude, I would read a lot more. Absolutely. Dude, thank you so much. That was awesome. Um, really, I think, um, you know, players, parents, and even from other sports, I think, you know, what you said is useful because I think it applies, you know, for all sports, you know, not just baseball because, you know, like any sport that you want to advance in, you know, basketball, football, soccer, whatever, like, you know, it's all a grind, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but just you know what you said was awesome and thanks again for coming on man hey man that's what it's all about man proud of you nico man keep doing your thing bro thank you you tbm certified bro so you let everybody know what the time hey what time it is <laughs> like yo much more nico tbm fan you know what i'm saying i appreciate that man i appreciate that thanks for coming on man no worries bro let me know signing off